Our third scripture this morning is taken from Proverbs 4, verse 1 through 27. My children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment, for I am giving you good guidance. Don't, don't turn away from my instructions, for I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, take my words to heart, follow my commands and you will live. Get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the widest, wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. Don't do as the wicked do, and don't follow the path of evildoers. Don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving. For evil people can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for the day. They can't rest until they've caused someone to stumble. They eat the food of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brightly, shines ever brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. The word of God for the people of God. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. Amen. My message today is derived from the book I read to the children and two different sermons I read online. They were both titled Father's Day. One was by Thomas Bowen from 2008, and the other was from Andy Grossman from 2017. What do you think of when you think of your father? Is he or was he like any of these famous fathers? How about Ward Cleaver, Ozzie Nelson, Howard Cunningham, Mike Brady? Was your father more like an Archie Bunker, Al Bundy, or maybe Homer Simpson? Maybe your father was a combination of a couple of these guys. 
Was your dad a fixer of broken things? <coughs> Excuse me. The problem solver, the provider, the defender, or maybe the disciplinarian? Did you ever hear, wait till your father gets home? Hopefully, no matter what your father was like, you are able to think of him with some fond memories. Needless to say, I've never been a father. So how can I even begin to talk about the good father? Well, I had a father, does that count? Ge being a father or a mother is not an easy task. We are all human and we do make mistakes. Some are lucky to have fathers that were good examples. Some maybe chose to be the opposite of their father. Whether your father was the best, best or not doesn't really even matter. The reality is we all share a father, our heavenly father, that has and continues to give us direction about being a good father, or a good mother in my case. As I read to the children, a good, good father wears many hats. He is a protector, a teacher, a doctor, a provider, and he fills our life with joy and laughter. Most of all, good fathers love their children. Know anyone who does all of these? Yep, you guessed it, our Heavenly Father. He is a great father to learn from. According to Andy Grossman, there are seven qualities of a godly father. Number one is that a godly father lights the way or teaches. Our Heavenly Father gave us the commandments that we are supposed to use to teach or guide our children. As you remember, there are 10 commandments given to Moses to pass down from generation to generation. However, Jesus said the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. That was Mark 12, verses 29 through 31. I believe that if we honor these two commandments, we are also honoring all the others. If we love God with all we have, we are also not going to have idols or misuse his name. We will gladly observe the Sabbath and keep it holy. If I love my neighbor as myself, doesn't that cover everybody else? How can I not honor my mother and father? How could I commit murder or adultery? How could I steal or testify falsely against another? I wouldn't be able to covet anything of my neighbors either. Loving my neighbor as myself would mean that I would want the best for them like I do for myself. So number one is to teach our children to love God and their neighbors. That also means we need to demonstrate always what that looks like, which takes us to number two of being a godly parent. Be a leader. Did you, did you ever hear your parents say, do as I say, not as I do? Unfortunately, we learn from watching our parents also. 
not just by what they say. Godly fathers lead by example. Paul told the Corinthians, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. That's from 1 Corinthians 11.1. Paul wasn't trying to be arrogant. The Corinthian believers didn't know much about the life and ministry of Christ. So the best way to point these people to Christ was for them to follow a believer that they trusted. A godly father also disciplines his children, which would be quality number three. Hebrews 12.6 says, For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Remember, discipline is an act of love. Ever hear, this hurts you, me more than it hurts you? Or, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't care what you did? Who loves his child more? The father who allows the child to do what will harm him? Or the one who corrects, trains, and even punishes the child to help him learn what is right? A godly father is also to be compassionate, which is number four. Children need to know that they are loved. They need to know that we love them even if we don't like their actions. We need to feel their, their pain. A comforting arm, a shoulder to cry on, all go a long way. Sometimes it's hard for fathers to show their emotions. Some of us grew up in an era when boys were taught to never let anyone see them cry. You'd look like a sissy. How unfortunate. Children need to see our true emotions. How else do they learn to show theirs? Quality number five is that a godly father needs to be present in their lives. Deuteronomy 1, verses 29 through 31. But I said to you, don't be shocked or afraid of them. The Lord, your God, is going ahead of you. He will fight for you just as you saw him do in Egypt. And you saw the Lord, your God, cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness, just as a father cares for his child. Now he has brought you to this place. Our Heavenly Father walks with us walks with us through this life, and he wants us to also be there for our children. Make a way for them. Be there at their school functions or their sporting events. I used to love watching my students' faces when they saw mom or dad show up to help in class or to go on a field trip. Children want to share their experiences with their folks. When it's impossible for you to be there, lift them up to him in prayer. A godly father also provides for his children. That would be number six. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5.8, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. As our Heavenly Father takes care of our needs, so should our earthly fathers take care of their child's needs. Not their wants, but their needs. There is a difference. Did you always get what you wanted? Probably not. We need to provide for the material, financial, and emotional needs of our children, but probably most important are their spiritual needs. 
The last quality, possibly the most important, is a godly father must have and show love. And this comes from one of my favorite verses, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. As fathers and mothers, we could probably all have benefited from having it tattooed on our arm so we could have read it constantly as a reminder. It's not easy being a parent. We are doing the best we can knowing that we are not perfect and we will make mistakes. We want our children to do well, to be happy and healthy. We want them to know that we will always love them and they are always welcomed home. We want them to be wise enough and equipped to face the world we live in. Just remember to do what you do in the name of love and continually raise them up in prayer to our Heavenly Father. According to Grossman, we need to bring them to church, do Bible studies with them, have devotions with them, but above all, introduce them to the Heavenly Father. Please join me in prayer. God bless all the fathers in this world. We ask you to guide them to be good role models and loving to their children. We also ask that you help them to be a father like you are. Give them grace and patience to handle situations in a loving way. Amen.